With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. How's it going, people? Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to the Forever Arsenal podcast. It's a World Cup special as well. The Premier League action has paused for the meanwhile. A mid-season break, even though it's not quite mid-season, 14 games in. But the World Cup is here. The first game was played yesterday afternoon, Qatar and Ecuador. Um, one of those games where in the first half, I thought it was pretty decent. In the second half, it was one of the worst halves of football I've seen in the World Cup so far. But that's just my assessment of it. We will talk about it and we'll talk about England's upcoming game um, games and also the top eight seeds as well. We're going to do a little sweepstake between us. So big up Jordan, big up Lee, big up James. How are you feeling, lads? Oh, good. Oh, good. Can I just make a confession? I've done a Jordan and I've done a Jordan and you know. I didn't watch the game yesterday. I don't <laughs> but I watched the highlights. You know what I mean? <laughs> when you said I've done a Jordan, I thought, what's he mean? Well, That's I don't know why I'm saying it, like, you know what I mean? But like, no, it was... Uh, I didn't, you know what I mean? Um, yes, I, I didn't actually... I was travelling yesterday, but uh, I did... I thought, like, I'd do my research and, and watch the highlights yesterday, like, you know, so... You didn't miss... You as well just watch the first 25 minutes, really. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. yeah. Well, I, no, I just watched the highlights, you know, when I got in, like you know. So, I actually come on about um, ten to eleven, and I knew I'd be up early for this, but I've still done my research, James. That's why I'm like, I'm a, the ultimate. Just call yeah, me the well, ultimate. Well done. Ultimate, well done. Ultimately, Lee, as people in the comments like to say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know where that's come from? I'm gonna have to keep checking. Out. <laughs> well done. You know what I mean, like... Jordan, did you catch it? James, did you catch it? Go on, James, you go first. Oh, okay. Thank you. Uh, yes, I did. And very similar thoughts. The first half was pretty entertaining. I thought it could actually look very good. Um, and then second half was probably what you're going to see from a lot of tournament, a lot of teams in a tournament, which is job done. No need to overexert ourselves. Long road ahead, which everyone will aspire to go the full way. Uh, no need to sort of do any more than that. They already had Anna Valencia come off after, you know, injured after was a great start to um, the, the tournament for him. Um, I think it was a case of just not needing to 
overdo it. And they've got some good players. You know, Casado, we know he's been linked with some big teams, Liverpool, Chelsea, someone that Arsenal could definitely do with. We talked about that cover for Thomas Partey. Uh, Stupinian from, from Brighton as well. So, yeah, you know, I think Ecuador just got the job done and kept it quite sensible. Fair play to them. Um, they've got a tough group with Senegal and the Netherlands playing today, obviously, depending when you're watching this podcast. Um, you know, that'll be... Those are two teams that will be quite tough to beat for those first two places in the group. So, a uh, good start for Ecuador. Now, I'm going to get this out before the England game at one o'clock. We're recording this Monday morning. It's 8.15. So, it is on the day. We're going to get it out just before the England game. And we're going to try and get one of these done at the end of every round of fixtures. So, you know, this Thursday, I believe, the round of fixtures for the first game in the, in the group stages runs its course. So, we'll be back again Friday morning. Same as usual people so if you have the notification bell on you're subscribed and you'll know when it's coming jordan what do you make of it yesterday yeah mate same nothing much more to add really really you know interesting and i'm being polite there interesting kind of first 30 minutes and after that it was pretty 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 dull um katara poor they look poor um and the goalkeeper you know those um blow up things they use in America outside the outside the car car sales. Yeah, yeah, big, like, long wavy things, arms. Like, wavy arms. <laughs> That's what I kept thinking about when I saw the ref when I saw the, the goalkeeper playing. I thought this goalkeeper is awful. Um <laughs> I mean Qatar have had twelve years to, to prepare for, for this and put together a team and I know they've got these things, I've forgotten what they've called. They're like academies across the country, um, to try and build um up some kind of uh pedigree and, and momentum um to, to to get to this point to have a team that actually could be quite competitive um so i won't be too hard on them but yeah they they look like they're going to be the the whipping boys of that group for sure and in terms of in terms of uh, ecuador i was feeling these kind of group stages where you have three games <clears throat> as opposed to six if you win your first game you're kind of 60 percent through I think if you win your first game, it's very unlikely you're not going to qualify then. Um, so I think they'll be thinking that if they can get another, what, two wins, you're definitely through. If they can get a, 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 fourth, a fourth point with a draw, again, you're, 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 you're in a good position as well. So they will feel like, you know, good win under their belt and they're kind of up and running. But yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a great start to the tournament for me personally. Yeah, it wasn't. I think um, Qatar won the Asia Cup, I believe. And, and there's a few decent sides in the Asia Cup, but competition at the the highest level is hard to come by especially for international teams um so as much as they had 12 years i think once push come to shove and you play those teams with a bit of you know history behind them and i'm not saying ecuador has the greatest of history but they're a team that i regularly see in tournaments and um copa americas and so on and the competition level of those tournaments are a lot higher um but yeah uh it'll be interesting to see qatar against the netherlands to see how they how they cope with that one because in that first half especially um, yeah, there, there was problems for Qatar, but it, it, so, so it, it might also just be Turkish like first first game nerves. You know, it's their first game of the tournament. They're, they're the hosts. There's been so much controversy around this tournament. It might have just been you know for a lot of those players just first game nerves. And we may see in the second game they may relax a bit more. They may okay, we've got the first one under our belt, and also they know now they have to win the next game. So they may come out a bit more in the second game and be a bit more attacking and expansive. Um, yeah, and I hope I hope for the tournament's sake they do come out a little bit better in the second half. But yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a great great first showing from them in this, in this their own at their own their own World Cup. <clears throat> but we are here. We, we're we're all living in England, and um, I think it's probably right to to touch on England more so than any other international team out there. And England's first games coming up: Iran, 
as well as a couple others over the next well week and a half or so. But we'll start with that one, um, considering we've got a few players in the England squad. Maybe not a few that will start, but a few players in the squad. It's probably the best place to kind of sit on and and talk about moving forward. Um, James, just before we went live, you mentioned something about Saka potentially getting the nod. Well, a lot of rumours pouring in last night from journalists uh, confirming the news that Bakaya Saka was set to start over Phil Foden. Um, it was met, as you can imagine, with a lot of social media uproar. You know, what do you mean instead of why not both? And I probably agree with that. Um, yeah. I, I do agree with that. However, as people saw at the last Euros, you know, I, I, was, I was supporting Italy then. I don't really get overly into um, international football from England or Italy's perspective. You know, I kind of enjoy it for what it is. I think the more Arsenal boys are in that England team, especially, the more I'll get into it. Um, but, you know, so, so my my main half, but my, my overriding emotion yesterday was just happiness to see that Bukai Sackle was going to be starting a World Cup game for England. And, you know, it only felt like, well, because it wasn't that long ago, but, you know, the other day that he's starting at left back for us and trying to make his way in the team and Emery's giving him his, his, his first chance. You know, next thing you know, you know, give it a couple months down the line and he's one of Arsenal's most crucial players and now he's starting a World Cup game for England. And he thoroughly deserves it, guys. He absolutely thoroughly deserves it. I mean, at the Euros, there's a lot of debate. Him or Sancho? And I think because Sancho had done what he'd done in Dortmund, people felt, well, there's no way. You know, Sancho is a wonder kid and he's world-class potential and Saka's a good player, but is he there? And how things have changed. And that's not to pick on Sancho, by the way. I, I actually think... I, don't want to comment too much because I'm not really followed it like United fans, but I think he's made some changes to social media and, you know, will, will be incredibly disappointed himself not to be involved in the squad. But the point I'm making is how quickly things change in such a short amount of time. But it's not just him. It's, you know, a year ago, it'd be unthinkable for Saka or Foden. Well, Foden's going to start surely. But now again, another year of football under his belt. And it's not a great surprise to me that Saka is starting his first game for England in a World Cup. And he, yeah, he thoroughly deserves it. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. And it looks like Southgate might go for a back four. I think that's the rumours. Those are the rumours as well. Um, so hopefully a chance for England to express themselves, flex their muscles a little bit, and Saka to show the world stage what he's all about. Because he really, really deserves it, guys. You know, you, you mentioned it's not a great surprise to see him there. For me, it's a surprise that it's been a debate. I mean, off the back of the Euros last year and then obviously him picking up the Eng England Men's Player of the Year award, not that that means much, you know, it's still, it's still a great award, especially at such a young age. But I think he'd done his dirt in the Euros where, in my opinion, he became one of England's most important players and at an age where he's going to be one of England's most important players moving forward. I don't like how it's become a, our oh, Foden's not going to start, Saka is because realistically, I see a, a place for both of them in the starting eleven, And I don't actually think they bring the same sort of thing. And I think they play in different positions as well. Um, yeah. I, I know Foden can play across the, the, the three. Um, and obviously, being at Man City, is a lot more fluid with it, considering Pep's systems and whatnot. But I think both should be starting. And I think there shouldn't be any doubt about Saka's place in the starting eleven. I think he's he's an integral part to, to England's setup now and moving forward. Lee, I saw you nodding there. Listen, for me, Saka, and that's not being biased, you know, is, is, is nailed on. Should be starting every single game. I think he's fantastic. He's been our Arsenal's best player for the last couple of years. 
Arsenal's best player, not not um, some some team um, that that don't win things or or, or is mid table like some other th- th- these players are. Arsenal's best player. Arsenal's now top of the league. He's been um, very very big part of that, and I, I think he should be playing. What what is the big issue? And I, I'm with James on this. I don't like seeing it. Oh, it should be either Saka or Foden. Like you know, we've got Southgate that uh, should be getting someone like Foden. Um, should be is, is a terrific player, by the way, and should be getting in this team. Now, what what Southgate should be doing is trying to find a way for him, team. Like he finds a way for 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 Sterling, like he finds a way for Maguire that are not on form. He should be finding a position for someone who is as good as anything in the Premier League at this team. Not trying to, uh, you know, put one in against the other. So what's going to happen is that Saka's going to start and, and Foden's going to come on. It's so predictable. But at the end of it, like, you know, why don't you play? Foden can play anywhere across the front three. He can actually play anywhere against, uh, uh, along the front four. So play him. He's better than Mount and he's better than Sterling. I do go along with the the thing of a little bit of a theory with Sterling because I think he was in poor form, if I remember right, going into Euros and he, and, and everybody yeah. was saying the same sort of thing and he went and produced some good performances. But ultimately, I've said it again, ultimately, I've done it without, with knowing <laughs> yeah, this go. time now. Like, you know. <laughs> but with, with this, I think that for me, if you're going to play a back four, You've you've got to have you you've got to let your exciting players play, and we've got so many of them. What is the point of taking all of them if you're going to leave them out? You know, so for me, Foden starts. I, I I don't care if Foden starts in in place of Mount and um and, and uh, Sterling. If I'll be honest, because he deserves it, but he shouldn't be like oh because of Saka. Like Saka should be in straight away, and it should be then where where does where does Foden play? And for me, my front three would be Harry Kane. Foden and and Saka, that would be it. That's exciting, um, and you've got players like Madison, um, Mount, Sterling backing it all up. Like you know, and don't forget Grealish, who's one of my favourite English players yeah. as well. You know, doesn't really get a look in in this side as well. Like you know, so, but for me, I don't know how everybody else feels about it, but Saka, he's a top boy. You know, twenty one years of age playing Euros and uh, playing the World Cup. It's that's incredible. Like to be to to do that twenty one, <coughs> and he's our player. That makes it even better. Jordan, you're going to bring us back down to earth? or 100%. Um, well, where, where I agree with the boys is I do think Saka should be in this team. I think he's earned the right to be in this team. I think it's a good debate. Um, Saka or Foden, I think they're two terrific talents. And I think since the Euros, Saka has been has improved and he's got better and better. And as, as James said, been one of our most integral players at Arsenal in our development over the last couple of years. I think Foden, you can't deny, has also been an integral part of City's success in the last couple of years as well. Phenomenal talent too. I guess what maybe, uh, and this is what you've got to get in the mind of Gareth Southgate. Gareth Southgate, and a lot of people kind of keep banging on about this, people forget Gareth Southgate's perspective on who he picks. He doesn't just pick on form. He picks on players who work in the system for him. And that's why I understand why Maguire plays. I understand why Sterling plays. He's not just looking at form. He's looking at, can you work within the system that I'm trying to employ? Also, what I think is maybe given... You, have, the you have faith in that, though, because we, we, Gareth Southgate so the system doesn't really sit hand-in-hand hand with me. I, 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 I think we have to have faith, Turkish, because the last two tournaments have got to a semi and a final. So whether you like, whether you like the style of play or not, it's working. Mm. It is working. So... I, I always feel that I think the Saka's got the nod potentially ahead of Foden because of his performances for England under Southgate. 
Forget City and Arsenal. Look at the Euros last year. Who performed better, Foden or Saka? Well, Saka. Foden started the first game and just was poor. And by the end of it, it was Saka that was in the team. So that is why I think maybe for those that don't understand the decision, that's why I think Southgate has given the nods to, to, to Saka um, over, over Foden. I personally always thought that Foden would play more in the kind of, um, for England anyway, in the kind of Xavi role that Xavi played for Barcelona and to Spain in the middle, really good on the ball, really good going both ways, can keep the ball really, really well and play a much deeper role. So I, I always thought that for England, he wouldn't necessarily be in that kind of front three. I thought he'd play deeper, personally. I think one thing that England lack, and I hope that Bellingham becomes this, per, this, per, this person, and the reason why England won't win the tournament is because they've got no midfielder that can keep the ball. They haven't got a midfielder that can manipulate and keep the ball. And I always thought, up into the Euros, that Foden would be that player. So the fact that Foden has been put up against Saka in the front three positions, I get it, because for City, that's where he plays. But for England, I thought Foden would, play, would, be, would always be a bit deeper. I would start Sterling. I would start Sterling. I get people baffled why Sterling would start. But again, Southgate's not looking at his Chelsea form. He's looking at, what have you done for me? How do you play for me? And for Gareth Southgate, he always performs. He does perform. And I think that loyalty has to have some factor in this as well. I think you have to look at players that have done the job for you over a certain period of time. We can't just chop and change on form. Otherwise, you'd be changing your squad and you're 11 every other game. So when people say, oh, he's not picking on form. Well, no, he's picking on form combined with who plays well in my system. Which is why, as I said, that's why Maguire plays. That's why Sterling plays. That's why um, Shaw plays. These guys perform for him. So you have to get into the mind of him. So for me, I would start Saka. Um, if Foden started over Saka, I wouldn't be outraged by it. But I, I get why he's picking Saka in the same way that I get why I think he will pick Sterling as well. Isn't there an yeah, argument? I was, um, on, sorry. No, I was, gonna say, I was on Southgate's case a lot of the Euros. Um, a lot of the complaints you're going to hear throughout this World Cup probably the ones that I was reeling out in the Euros. And... I do get where Jordan's coming from, and it has. It's not. I've necessarily changed my mind. I think a big part of why England lost that final to Italy in the Euros was because of the things that people had warned before about being too pragmatic, too defensive, about not getting the best technicians on the pitch. Blah blah. Only only really took to the final for, for England to really see it um, and for it to come to the forefront. Other than that, England had a pretty good tournament. I'm kind of willing to just sort of sit back and just enjoy it and just see what happens because, you know, you're right about players like Maguire. Uh, he has played well for England. He was very good at the Euros, Harry Maguire. He's been, he's been an absolute disaster for Man United, let's be real. But for England, he's done the job. Raheem Sterling as well. He, Lee made the point, went into the Euros not in great form, probably came out of the tournament. And he used to say he doesn't have a similar thing this, you know, this winter. So, you know, I, I do get where Jordan's coming from. We can't just need to let Southgate do it his way because, you know, we talk about players um, only thinking, well, I've only got a couple tournaments in me or, or maybe, you know, Messi and Ronaldo are playing five or, you know, tournament. Really, a player does well to play two World Cups or something. You know, Southgate as a manager might be thinking about it in a very similar way. I've only got probably this World Cup if I'm maybe another tournament. Let's do it my way. And I kind of just expect to see him go full Southgate on this, which is, and, you know, yeah, go on, John. So, and, and also just the re going back to the kind of whole who he picks and why he picks them. 
where it dif differentiates slightly between Sterling and the likes of Maguire, who are both not on form for their clubs. The Sterling thing, he's not on form for his club, but I kind of, he's at least playing. The Maguire thing, while I get why he plays Maguire, equally, he's also setting Maguire up potentially for a fall because yeah, Maguire's not even playing. It's one thing if you're in poor form. It's one thing if you, for your club, you're playing poorly, but for England, you play well. People be like, oh, but for Chloe, uh, that's not great. If you're not even playing for your club, that means that if Maguire today, we're filming this today where England play, if Harry Maguire doesn't perform today or makes an error, it's going to be blown up 10 times more than if, say, Sterling misses a sitter. Because people will say, at least Sterling's playing, at least he's warm, he's playing for, he's playing for Chelsea, even, even though not particularly well. If Maguire goes into that pitch nervous and makes an error, it's just going to just be, it's going to be, it's going to be so bad for him. So yeah, I agree. Terrific, I'm with, terrific point. And with Southgate, as far as I understand why he picks the guys that turn up for him within his system, but, but Maguire's maybe potentially a slightly unique case whereby he's not even playing for his club. And are you putting a lot of pressure on Harry Maguire to perform, as he has done for you, but it, it, this is not, this is not, Sterling, it's, it's three, four months of poor form. Maguire, it's like nearly three years. Mm. It's nearly three seasons for United has been poor. So, that's where I, I slightly get where people are. A bit He's like, not the only one. Carl Walker's only just back from an injury, hasn't kicked a ball for City in months. You know, Phillips has barely kicked a ball. So there's a few players there that he's really, really putting his faith in and saying, you guys are my guys. Because really, if you are doing it purely on form and merit, Walker shouldn't be there because he's not fit. Phillips shouldn't be there because he's not fit. Maguire shouldn't be there because he's not played. Um, and trying to think of a few more maybe, maybe i don't i don't know but you know that's right it's a lot of trust sorry lee go on no no and also like i i, I take all the points on board and jordan comes out with some good ones there like you know but the fact of the matter is england are going to this tournament in poor form as well you know bottom of the the national league you know i mean absolutely um embarrassed against hungary i watched the game against uh, the last game Maguire made a mistake i mean we got back into the game but made mistakes and uh, you know, I, I do think that. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One mistake from Maguire, and this 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 uh, um, could go really wrong for him as a personally. I, I'm, I'm going to be really honest with you. I, I don't think he should be game. I I don't hate on him. I don't mm. hate on Maguire. There's a lot of you know like negativity. Like you know, his mum put a tweet out the other week saying, oh, "Congratulations on the on my son getting to the thing," and he got the hate was unbelievable. Like you know, so yeah, I, I don't it's really horrible. It's yeah, really horrible. I, I don't get that. You know, what I mean, he, we, we the end of the, the end of it. 
how can you say if if, if Gareth, uh, Gareth Southgate says you're going, you're not going to turn around going, look, I'm not going to go because I'm in poor form or whatever, like you know. So yeah. I feel for him on that point of view, and I do feel that he's like 100% what Jordan's saying here. You know, I, I just he's there for a fall, isn't he? he's set up for a fall. And, and you know what it's like with defenders. If you're not in form, you're not playing well, you're playing up against the best. You know, not 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 in these first couple of games. This is where it could be good for him is that, you know, you're playing against Iran, America you, and, and, and Wales. I think like by the time you play Wales, you've had a couple of games under your belt. I don't think he's going to get tested in these first couple of games. But you, you, you're dead right on that one. I, I just... You know, so, certainly, if you're if you're not good enough to play for your club, how can you play for your country? That is the that is what the the theory is of, of people going around now. As poor as Sterling's been, he's been playing for for Chelsea most of the time. You know, as poor as he was before this time, he's still playing for Manchester City. You know, I, I I'm going to have to say with a Phillips one, he's not really thought about his. Uh, uh, he, a little bit of arrogance there, if I'll be honest. He's like, oh, well, I'll go to I'll go to Man City because I'm guaranteed a plane for England. You know, when I when I look at it, really, he, he, there's no way he should be. There's no way he should be in this World Cup. No way. Are we that poor on midfield players that someone that's not played hardly any minutes, and not because of poor form, because of injury, really, that you're deciding to take him, and then you 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 look at players that that are in form. And I'm going to say it now that are in form like Foden that can't get a game. I have to say that um, Jack Grealish, you know, has been not great this season. A bit of a worry for me, like he's just not um, settled in at uh, Man City, and I, I wouldn't be surprised. So what I'm going to say this is that say if um, Grealish has a couple of bad games, and he's like, like real, real bad games for. Uh, uh, Man City, or was not playing for Man City. I can see him being left out of the squad completely. And this is what does me a little bit. I just see there's a few favourites in this England side um, for me. And uh, it'd be very, very interesting. Like, who's going to play right back in this this game then? Who are we going to go? Is he going to go for Trent then, is he? Or is he going to go, or is he going to chuck Walker straight in? Be very, very interesting. I've heard that um, Walker is, is ruled out for this first game anyway. Right, so Trippier's going to yeah. start, you know, which is which is fine, which is fine. Um, Maybe because he's been playing left back for for Southgate quite often. So it depends on what Southgate wants. Does Southgate want Shaw left back or Trent right back, and then Trippier will slot into one or the other? Cool. I'll ask a, I'm going to ask the question then, like you know, um, if you've got Walker, you're going to desperately try and get back in what for the for the next stage of the tournament, like you know, why are you taking Trent? Why is he there? Because mm. I think he because I think he'll use Trippier at left back sometimes. Mm, so I yeah. think he sees them as his four fullbacks, if that makes mm. sense. Trippier, Shaw, yeah. Trent Walker. There's and an then, element of safety. What, yeah, Southgate. You know, there's a saying playing with the handbrake on. I think Southgate picks his teams with the handbrake on. If I'm honest with you, uh, and I watched the Ronaldo documentary on BBC recently. I don't know if any of you lot caught that, but um, the ninety sorry the ninety eight and the two thousand and two World Cup for me growing up, those were the two biggest tournaments for me. There's there's just something about those two tournaments that I'll never forget, and and stories that I'll never forget. But Ronaldo said, you know, halfway through the season, he's got to be playing. You've got to be playing to be selected for Brazil, and there was a hunger that came with that statement. 
You know, he was at Inter Milan. He wasn't really favoured. He'd just come off the back of a big injury prior to the 2002 World Cup. But he said, if I'm not playing, I can understand why I wouldn't be picked. But that, that, that got a fire burning inside of him to prove himself, to get himself fit, to get himself scoring before the World Cup comes. And that puts the player in a great position heading into the tournament. With England, this feels very comfortable. You know, you can make a big move somewhere and sit on the bench and and be selected for England, or you can have poor form for 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 a, a few years now, like Jordan said. Let alone this season where you've been dropped from the Manchester United first eleven, but you'll still be picked. I just think when I look at the I'm last not... two tournaments, even and Jordan, even though you mentioned semi final and final, mm. any time England came up against opposition where. They really had something about them, be it mm. Belgium, be it Croatia, be it Italy in the last final. Mm-hmm. They'd fall down at that last hurdle. So to go into a tournament where I'm outside looking in, I, you know, I'm Turkish and Irish, mm. I'm Turkey now, they're not in mm. it. So I, I haven't really got any anyone in the race when it comes to England. I, I, you know, I love Saka and I love them White and Ramsdale and I want, them, I want to see them play and be successful. But I just think there, there should have been a little change up in approach, especially considering I know Southgate still got... A year and a bit left. I think 2024 is contract ends. Yeah. But I think this will be his last tournament. Reason being because I don't think England will will do as good as they should. I think the next manager for England is going to have a crop of players that if the next manager is bold enough, if, if the next manager is given a bit of patience and it's hard international football to get that patience, I think he's got a good crop of young players that can play an attractive style of football and scare teams. But Southgate hasn't managed to get that out. Yes, he wins games. But he wins it in a different sort of manner. It's not like he's winning games in a solid manner, similar to an Italy. Whereas when you see Italy winning games 1-0 or, you know, a resolute defence, in my opinion, it comes across very different to England doing it. With England, you know there's a chink in the armour. So let me just address a few of those points. So first of all, I don't think it's actually fair to say that he has his team and he doesn't it's um you said that he has players and it's others can't break in because he's got his favorites you know Jude Bellingham has break broken into this team you know in in, in midfield um uh, Saka has broken in as we're just literally talking 20 minutes ago about Saka taking Foden's spot so I don't think it's completely true that he's got his this is my 11 and no one's breaking in I think he is open to kind of tweaks and changes there's, there's a you know what it is on, on that before you mm, continue I mm. feel like They've done such amazing work at their clubs mm. that he couldn't see past it. And I'm not saying he wanted to because they deserve to be where they are. But they've come in and England haven't changed their way. You've got a player with the quality of Bellingham. You've got the player with the quality of Saka, quality of Foden. You've got the goals of Harry Kane. Mm. You've got a decent enough midfield and a, and a crop of defenders that, especially when you consider a few of them, like with Trent in terms of the modern systems and modern style of play, or even Ben White playing out of the back. Sometimes... You know, just getting a player that's performing well in his club and putting him in a side without really changing the system or giving that player what he needs around doesn't really. We don't, in my opinion, we won't see the Bellingham we've been seeing at club level for England. Reason being because of the system. Yeah, but also also because Bellingham doesn't play with Royce and the players he has at Dortmund. I think people people often say that Turkish. Oh, why can't we see the Foden at City at, at England? Why can't we see the Harry Kane at Tottenham uh, for England? Why? 
because they're, they're not at their clubs. It's a different environment, different players that you don't, and you don't get to play with these guys or train with these guys every single day in the way that these other guys at club level do. I think people are so harsh on Southgate. You mentioned also the Belgians, the Croatians and the, and the Italy defeats. Those aren't small nations. Those are good teams. There's no, is there really any shame in losing to Italy in a final? I, I agree. When England went one up, tactically, I think Southgate let it go. I think he got it wrong. I'm a Southgate defender, but I think in that final, I just think he got it wrong. Yeah. But we're talking like he's losing to some idiot teams. He's losing to, to, to teams that have good players. Croatia, again, you could argue, um, English should have won that semi-final. Croatia got one of the best generational midfield talents we've ever seen. Croatia might outside tip to do well in this in this World Cup. Again, they're not a small, stupid team. So yes, could England have done a bit better? Maybe. But then to flip it with another England manager that's maybe a little bit more expansive, do they get to a final? Do they get to a semi-final? This I, idea I, that, I think they do with the run Southgate's had. Potentially. Potentially. But my point... no one. And they've not played a decent... So you, I'm going to just say like 98... 98 and uh, 2002. Turkish makes a great point there. England played Argentina in the last 16. Like, you know, if they'd have played, if, if they'd have beaten Argentina, they'd have played Holland. If they'd have played Holland, they'd have played Brazil. If they'd have played Brazil, they'd have played France. No chance. Too many good teams around. Like, you know, Gareth Southgate wouldn't have got no further in that one. 2002, we come against probably one of the best Brazilian sides ever. We took them to a, in the quarterfinals, took them to a right, good, you know, like right to the end with 10 men. These last two tournaments, like, you know, Belgium, look at the groups we had, like, you know, we, we, we struggled to get through them, but got through them. Then we played Belgium, lost to them. As soon as we played a decent team, they're not, they're not a great team. Did Croatia go and win it? Did they all look like, you know, out? And, the, and I'm sorry, Italy, where are they now? Where are they now? They're not in it, like, you know. No, but, the, no, but, um, no, but, no, but hang on, no, they're, they're, no. they're also European champions. Come on. Yeah, yeah, they're, but, they're but European at the end champions. Of the day, they were there for the taking. Everybody knows that, like, you know, and, and if we'd have been ambitious, I think we could have gone on and won that three or four with the players that we got, Jordan. Like you know, I, I, I'm, I'm. Listen, I don't want to go hating on on Southgate and all that, mm. like, you know. But this, this, this. Be honest. If he comes up for for you know for for the manager of one of the two, I'm hoping he goes to Spurs because it'd be fantastic for. <laughs> that's how I look at it. You know, what I mean, no, no one would want him. You know, would you want him at Arsenal? No, but no, club I mean, management. No. But no, but no, but hang on, Lee. Club management is different to international management. I, yeah, I, agree, I think. I, I think. I think it's so unfair. People say he wouldn't get a club job anywhere in Europe because, well, club management is different. I, I agree. At club management, that's maybe not his forte. It's not his forte. But I just think people are talking like England have this. I, I personally, England people talk up this England squad better than it than it actually is. England don't have a midfield. They don't have a midfield. They have average defenders, centre-backs, I mean, and they've got a world-class striker up top with, with, with some guys around him, Saka, Sterling, Foden. England don't have this team that everyone else sees. I don't see the Grealish thing. I know you lot love Jack Grealish. I don't see it. I just don't see it. And this idea that England should be beating everybody and winning World Cups mm. off the back of no history of doing that, I think is a leap. I think it's a massive leap. You don't win tournaments by being expansive and open. You win tournaments by being hard to beat and taking your chances. And that is what Southgate is clearly deciding to do. Is it great to watch? No. But it's seven games. Who cares about, you know my things, my thoughts, Lee, about knockout yeah. football. Just win. Who cares about style of play? It's not a league. It's seven games. Just win the games. And so but far, you know, he's come close to doing that. It's, oh, it's, it's really interesting, though. A year ago, I'd have been 
I'd have been really alongside Lee on this. Just basically like, no, he's not good enough. And, and you know, he's had it easy and all that. He, he, you know, the, the Euros did change my mind a lot, as I mentioned earlier. But I'm looking back at some of the teams that I've watched, you know, Spain 2010. Well, actually, and 2008 and 2012 at the Euros. But they were they were expansive. They had their best technicians on the pitch. Okay. Germany had Tony Cruz alongside Kadira with the likes of Marigurts are in there, Urzil and all that. They found a the place in the team. You know, I, I know I know what you mean. It's not so much. They don't have to be all expansive, press, 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 chase, chase, chase. But you can get your best technicians in the pitch and get your best players on the pitch and also say, right, we don't need to fully go for it all the way here, if that makes sense. Both times that Spain and Germany won those competitions, those players at club level were dominating international and European football. Yeah, they were. So they had a pedigree. They had a, they had a, a history. They had a, they were dominating. England aren't mm. doing that. They're not doing that. And this idea, England have been crap for 40, 50 years. And this idea that now we should be rocking up to court the tournaments and winning them, I find, I'm just, I'm like, what? No, I, I get what you mean. You make a good and point doing it about the England. You make a good point about the England squad, where I really rate Declan Rice and I really rate Jude Bellingham. But you're right; it's not actually. It's not Cruz Kadira. It's no. Not you Gabi think Alonso, you, you think in Germany and Europe they're scared of Declan Rice? You think, no, you think exactly, they're, they're looking at actually, our players? I think Sorry. I think where you see it more is actually in defence as well. I mean, it's actually not a great set because. You know, okay, Ben White and John Stones are rate massively, but you've got two very similar players who would probably want to play in the same areas of the pitch. So you kind of got Maguire, but you know, would Tamori or Gehi have been better? But you know, it's sure they're doing it for their clubs, but Maguire, you know, is done for England. So it's I know what you mean. There's no kind of obvious, but I, I don't. I've changed my mind a little bit on Southgate's back three. I'm sure if you scroll through my tweets, you'll find me slagging him off for it at some point. But you know, maybe that's a good way to have a solid back three and then you let your front five or six or whatever be a bit more expansive but I think we'll see a slightly more expansive England because Bellingham is naturally a bit more box-to-box and gifted in the final third um and he's going for a back four so maybe we'll see something different from England yeah I'm, I'm I'm much more open to his ideas this tournament because in previous ones I've sort of scoffed at them but um he has got to. He's got far in these tournaments. To be fair to him, I'm looking at the time and considering we're not running out of time. We still got about ten, fifteen left. I do want to slowly but surely move it onto the sweepstake and the draws. But before I do, I want to ask, who do you guys think is going to win the World Cup? Um, James, let's start with you. Argentina. Okay. And by the way, bar England, I would love it. I'd love to see Messi lift that World Cup trophy. So Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> I'd agree. Uh, Argentina for me, because I want to see Messi bow out with it. A lot of people use international football as as a stick to beat Messi with. I know he won the Copa America recently, but again, that Ronaldo documentary and getting a World Cup over the line, and, and I guess it meant something different back in them days than it does now, in my opinion. But getting one over the line, you know, Maradona, Maradona done it for Argentina and Messi's talked of in the same ilk, if not greater player. Um, I really want him to get it over the line. And I'm looking at the, the teams in the tournament and, yeah, for me, Argentina. But they're also heavily backed and, and more often than not, the, the teams heavily backed tend to trip up somewhere along the way. Jordan? I put a 20 quid on Argentina about six months ago 
Um, and now I'm hearing everyone go, Argentina, <laughs> I've changed my mind. Well, I've, I've, well, I've changed my mind. I've changed my mind. I've, in the last two days, I've changed my mind. Um, I, similar to you, Turkish, I would love it if they did do it. Um, but um, I've, I've changed my mind. I'm going with Uruguay. Ooh. I've gone for Uruguay to win the World Cup. Yeah. I looked at their squad. Um, I think they've got a good team, um, a mixture of of current talent and and a couple of old dogs in there. Um, and I've just got a feeling it's going to be a weird World Cup. I think there's going to be something weird will happen in this World Cup, and I'm just going to I'm going to go left field a little bit, and, and I think Uruguay they're, they're going to they're going to they're going to do it. If you get that shout right, fair play. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm trying to look at their squad now. <laughs> now they got a good squad. What Nunes, Suarez, um, Cavani is Cavani still there? He's still I think, there, right? I think yeah. Yeah. decent defense. Jimenez Araujo, I guess. Um, ben Tanker. Yeah. yeah. The mighty Lucas Torreira. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Yes. Um, Darwin Nunez, did you mention him? Okay. Valverde. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, that is a good team. Decent sides. They remind me of. They remind me of that that tournament, Chile with, out, with Marcelo Salas. <laughs> Shut, Shut up, Lee. <laughs> the kiss of death. <laughs> uh, me and James are going Argentina. Jordan's going Uruguay. Lee, is it coming home? No, no, I'm going Serbia. They got a good yeah. team as well. That's my yeah, dog. I've got him in the sweepstake. I'm going to serve you. I'm serving you all the way. Like, I, mean, I don't get it. I want that grand before Christmas. Serbia, Vlavic. They've got a few Vlahovic. They've got a good team. They've got a good team. I think they do quite well. But like, uh, I listen, I, I, I'll, I'll go for the for the other obvious one then, Brazil. Uh, if, yeah. if it's not Serbia, it'd be hopefully Brazil. Anyone got an eye on Spain? I mean, good good players. Played good. They, 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 they came into it towards the end of the Euros. I mean, they got knocked out by Italy, but they grew into it. They actually yeah, ended they the tournament be. very strong. Did. The problem with Spain is a bit like um, Germany in that they've both got brilliant midfields. And I think midfields tend to win these competitions. They've both got great midfields. They're blunt up top. Mm. They're both blunt up top. Yeah. That's the problem. Who gets the goals for those for those two? Two. That's my There's concern no with David, Germany and no Spain. No David Villa to bury the chances. Nah, yeah. that's my my one concern about Spain. But yeah, Spain have got a good team. Yeah. They had about four or five of them, didn't they? When they won the World World Cup and Euros, they had Fernand, that Torres. Yeah. They had Villa. They had uh, um, Lorenzo. Fabregas, they had about, Fabregas would do false nine as well. Yeah, yeah. They had some. They had some firepower as well. So uh, Jordan's right on that one, like. So we've all gone South America. Me and James have gone Argentina. Jordan's gone Uruguay and Lee's gone Brazil. But he's keeping an eye on Serbia because of the sweepstakes. Listen, we're doing a sweepstake of our own. Um, first things first, I've got the four names in, in this. Champions yeah, make League. sure you keep that bow up. Like, you know what I mean? ah, cool, cool, right, right. <laughs> can, I, okay. can I just set the tone for a second? Go on. Just before it all starts. I just want a little drum roll. Are you going to sing the Europa League music? I knew it. I know, I know you inspired that. Let's make you think this is the World Cup, like, you know. You're not ruining the World Cup. Yeah. The Europa League's much better than the World Cup, mate. <laughs> right. As Lee's demanded, the ball stays up. Let me shake it about a bit. Mm. Give it a good old wang. <laughs> wang it about. <laughs> There you go. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Very kind. Let's go with this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that. Starts off with me. Ah, oh, <laughs> yeah. Gets Brazil when F- I F- funny that. Just, yeah, just that so you cool. know, all the names are different. Yeah, look, 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 look. look, look. Yeah. Before everyone says there's four Turkishes in there. There you go. <laughs> Where, where's Sheroy? <laughs> I'm putting these to the side now, Lee. Look, nothing's left in the bowl. Yeah. All right. Okay. And then I've got the I've got the eight top seeds, yeah, the eight top seeds. So two two each, starting with me. They're going in there. There you go. Very well shuffled. Oh, we'll wang it. We'll wang it. Yeah, we go. We go. First one at the bowl is I fucked myself, haven't I? So I'll take <laughs> Germany. Never write off the Germans, though. Never write off the Germans. Yeah, never write them off. Nah, never write them off. Ah, cool. Unless Jordan picks again. (laughs) Jordan. (laughs) Jordan. We'll go clockwise. One thing. I'm in home, Jordan. Oh, man. Ah, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> you can't chuck Edison in that midfield, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here he's playing. He's been playing for uh, for Brazil in a midfield. Shut attacking. up. Shut up. I'm next up. Well, thank you very much. Sir. Come on, the old Brazilians. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Oh, did, did he get Brazil? Oh, I didn't see him. I'm a, I'm a Messi man now. Oh, <laughs> go Messi, go Messi, go Messi. <laughs> yeah, that's the charming thing around the new camp. Yeah. <laughs> go Messi. <laughs> the yeah. pom poms. Yeah. That's the one. Right, your next up. Not bad. Portugal. Oh, Ronaldo, Ronaldo. Go on, give it <laughs> 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 So we've got four left in there. I'm very happy with that one. Like, uh, yeah. Giant Ever Giant. since his interview, I've been a massive fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I've got Germany. Jordan's got England. Lee's got Argentina. James has got Portugal. We're doing the second round of draw right now. Back to me. Oh, come on, man. What <laughs> <laughs> he got Spain, didn't he? He got Spain. He got Spain. I've done this on big sixes one. I didn't rig it. I should have rigged this one at least. <laughs> he got Snevelers. They're all right. Yeah, shit. shit. Let, me, let me send my money to the somewhere now, man. Fucking... Holland and Germany, Netherlands and Germany. What is this? Bro? This is <laughs> okay. Oh, 
Fucking hell. Nah, Jordan, you're next up. All right, Brazilton there. Come on. Come on. Give me a big boy. Give me a big boy. Holland made back-to-back semi-finals. France. France. Okay. All right. That's All right. I'll take France. I'll take France. Who have you got? France and England. England, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's that nations, that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come, Come on. Give me, yeah, give me the old... Just a bit of samba. Come on, so, so, so who's left? Brazil. Brazil and Spain. Spain must be the two left. Yep. I'm happy with either. Lee's got Spain. Oh. Got Spain. Oh. <laughs> Lee's got Spain. Oh, I love a bit of tappers. I love a bit of Neymar, Martinelli. <laughs> and then last but not least, here it is. Last one in there. Just so you know, I didn't rig it. I should have fucking rigged it. I'll be honest with you, but I didn't rig it. <laughs> James gets Brazil. Wow. Well done. I got the two um, Portuguese speakers, Brazil and Portugal. Yeah, yeah you done, done well there, mate. There, there like we are. The Ronaldo, Neymar. Oh. <laughs> Always love Bruno Fernandes. What a player! <laughs> this is this is good. Okay, we're in. Come I'd on. rather Serbia than both Holland and Germany. I'll be honest. I should have fucking put Serbia in there as well. But here we are. Cool. Just I'm a round up. I'm happy with that. Just to round up, I got Germany and Netherlands. Jordan, who'd you get? England and France. Me? I got uh, Argentina and um, Spain. So happy. Nice, James. Brazil and Portugal. Very strong again. I think I think the winner lies with James or Lee. If I'm if I'm honest with you, but mm. but who knows? Jordan, what do you think? Yeah, I think I think it's going to be Brazil or Brazil or Argentina. So unfortunately, no. To be honest, I think any one of us, bar Turkish, could win. <laughs> <laughs> I've done myself, haven't I? I might delete this out the recording and then act like <laughs> yeah, yeah, guys. You got time for recording at ten? <laughs> A quick sweepstake. Round yeah. two. Uh, it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, luck of the draw, as they say. But yeah, we've done the draw, people. Sweepstakes are in. England play later against Iran. We're all assuming England will get the job done. Um, and we will be back after the first round of fixtures. So after all of the first fixtures are done in the group, we'll be back this Friday morning at some point. Make sure you're subscribed. Put the notification bell on and we'll be back. We'll all follow these teams as well. Um, we'll all follow and touch in on them as we go. Obviously, being England being the main ones, but as we move through the tournament, we'll see who's getting closer and closer to that sweepstake. And yeah, we move. Lee, James, Jordan, thank you as always for giving your time. Jordan, thank you as always for making it 8 a.m. You know, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if I had my way, it'd be seven. So I'm being nice. I'm sure you, I'm sure you would, Lee. <laughs> what a compromiser. <laughs> yeah. But here we are, people. Hit the like button on the way out. Get it up to a thousand likes. Hope you're, you're still enjoying the Forever Arsenal podcast. We thought it wouldn't be right to just drop it out once the Premier League's done. So we're bringing you a World Cup special over the next few weeks. And Time will fly and Arsenal will be back in action really soon. Top of the league, can't forget that. And hopefully all of our players come out the World Cup happier, better and fit. That's all I want. That's all I want. Love for the love, people. We're calling it a day here. Like I Viva said, la France. Friday. Viva la España. France. <laughs> <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network.